Welcome back to another episode of The Grinder, folks. If you were here last week, I sure hope that you were. But if you weren't, and this is your first, first time being with us, we are thankful and we appreciate you taking the time to listen to The Grinder. Whether you came here for, you know, the business part of it. Maybe you came here to, to hear James's beautiful voice. Maybe you came here just Ooh. to hear the intro. Mm. I want to let you know that we are here to bring some solid knowledge to you today. Why should they listen to the grinder, Addison? Ooh, that's a that's a wonderful, wonderful question, James Chapman. So the reason you should listen to the grinder is that we are a peer-to-peer podcast. We are in the trenches with you, ahead of you, behind you, all around you. And so some of the things that we talk about are going to be about being in the trenches of owning a small business, starting that side hustle. Mm-hmm. The folks that we bring on. They are either ahead of us, around us, or maybe they just, they're working their nine to five every day and they're just doing that side hustle like Kevin Coonley that we had on. That, yeah. that guy was side hustling on side hustle on side hustle yeah. and working a nine to five. Yeah. His side hustles had side hustles. If that conversation doesn't fire you up, like I, I don't know what will. I, no idea, man. I mean, cause that, that, that kind of conversation is what, what creates that passive income so that you don't have to continue to work in the future, right? You start building mm-hmm. up, you make, you make a hundred dollars a day, $10 a day, do a dollar a day. That being able to double what you do with the amount of time that you have increases the amount of freedom that you can have. Yep. And that's yeah. what it's about. Especially if you walk around and talk about it, it's about the money. Like, yep. There's nothing wrong with having some ambition on money. You should. Money is a tool. That's right. You should use it and you should work on it. You should love on it. You know, as, as uh, GC said, it, it's like a jealous lover. Ooh. Don't give it attention. It's going to go to somebody who will. Right. And but that, like, and- don't, don't say those things and then turn up your nose. What you're too good to like, stay in tune with that. You know what I mean? That's a damn fact. And so, um, speaking of old Uncle G here, I uh, went down to one of the conferences in Miami uh, last weekend. And something that I was able to pick up, he had a few, a few guests that, that came in and, and spoke. And something that he brought up, um, it, was my first, it was my first time actually hearing this guy speak. And I, I, his name blanks me, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But what he spoke about was getting your finances squared away, okay? Not just your finances, but actually having the conversation with your employees about their finances and where they're at and where they want to be. Um, Because not only does it show that you are focusing on your people, but it also shows that you are understanding of their situation, right? And there's a lot of things that, that he brought up. But what I want to say is if you have not had that financial conversation of where your mm-hmm. people are at, what they're planning on, um, how much they're bringing home, how much they're spending in their families, you can't fully grasp where they're at. Yeah. And without being able to understand where they are, you don't know how to get them to where they want to be. And that's the yeah. whole point of working. Man, some of the stats that he laid out was like, 82% of the population in the United States live paycheck to paycheck. I've been there. Have you? 
Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, so many times in my life where it wasn't even just paycheck to paycheck, man. I was, I was, I was reaching for the bottom of my pockets, pulling up lint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you had more month than you had money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. And so, and we, we've shared those stories before on, on past podcasts, but something that I want to, I want to just say a quote from what he said. He said, confusion always creates failure. Confusion always creates failure. And that joker was highlighted twice. Mm. Because what is, you know, and we've talked about being very direct. We've talked about having good conversations. We've talked about being able to understand the conversation when you have it. But there was something about the way that he said it and the way that he brought it up was in everything that we do, confusion and across the board will create failure. And if you don't know where you're at, you don't know how you're going to get there. You don't know um, confusion in conversations. It will create a failure in the company, in your personal life, in your spiritual life, whatever it is. So being able to get out of that confusion. Yeah, I uh, I literally had to just deal with that yesterday afternoon and again this morning. Um, also, it was a pretty straightforward conversation, but I created the confusion in going. I had the decision made up in my head. I had all this time to think about it. And then when I dropped it on the person, I talked to them like the conversation I had in my head is the conversation I had with them. Like we were already on the same page. And it was just like, oh, hey, I got to check this box real quick. Totally caught them off guard. What what I said or what I was doing, it was how I went about it. And then I had to spend, rightfully so, an hour fixing that mending that back, making it right, just because I didn't take the time to make sure I was squared away and I created confusion and how I came at them and created a problem and all that. It's totally my fault. So I had to get my foot out of my mouth and then go back and try to fix that yep. and created issues and had to build the trust back, right? So absolutely, man. I'm, I'm, I am extremely guilty at that. That has been a weak spot for me that I constantly try to learn on and catch very, very fast. And, you know, I sit there and think of how something should be in my head. And then I just expect somebody to be on the same page with me, even though I haven't fully explained what's inside my head. Shit don't work that way. You know, it's like when you, if, if you have a significant other and they've been acting off for a couple of days, then on day three, uh, you say something and then they explode, right? You're like, well, what, what in the hell? Or vice versa, you're the one. Well, I, I was angry about this from last week. What? What do you mean? I don't even know what you're talking about. You got to remind me. And then they get you back there and you're like, damn, why don't you just tell me? Like now you've, you've stewed on it, you've built it up, and then you're unloading. Like that... Now you just attack me, so I'm going to defend myself, right? Instead of us just going, oh, wow, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't even mean it that way, right? So, you know, we're all guilty of it. Some of us worse than others. I'm definitely very guilty of that. But, um, yeah, man, thought to take from that. I love the money part. I love the money part because it is something that we all deal with and it's talked about so little. There's very little education around. So little education, um, 
that we only, in a lot of cases, we pull from what our parents have done. Yeah. We, we pull from our experiences. And a lot of us, you know, I don't want to speak a lot, but um, in a lot of cases, it comes down to what you're willing to learn and then apply, right? Because if, if you've got this base knowledge, and usually that's why generations kind of stay in the same category for like middle class or lower class or upper class. Like there's a reason why the people majority of the time stay in those classes. Um, and it's because your 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 thought about money or your thought about finances or spending all filters down, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of the times, like you 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 have got to step out of that 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 normal category of what you're taught, and then be able to go above that and say, okay, well, I don't really know about finances. So what am I going to read some books about finances? Am I going to get pull this knowledge from elsewhere and then start applying and creating habits behind those things. I agree. I mean, you, you see it, you know, one of the things where I think it's a bad, um, it's really a big issue is like you take a lot of pro athletes, right? Mm -hmm. These, these, these people beat their bodies to hell and they get paid well for it, but then it's over. They still got a lot of life to live and they're freaking broke. And, you know, I've, I've seen where they're trying to do a lot more education around that for those folks. Because, you know, I mean, it, and you think about it, I mean, you, you got somebody with making a couple of million a year. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was. Um, guy was, I was at a thing, and I think he was worth about $500 million. Well, he was at some exclusive country club where some major CEO of some major company is like Starbucks or something like that also has a house in this country club or whatever. Well, this guy's worth $500 million. And he's like, you know, when I'm there, uh, that guy comes in, I can't remember who it was. That guy comes in and he's got a jet that my jet could fit inside of and all this stuff. He's like, it's quick and easy for me to feel broke around that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's the context of the situation People who can make a lot of money and still be broke. Somebody can not have much money and live a very stable lifestyle. That's right. So, you know, it's just how you treat that money. And that, that's a, a lot of it is going to come down to analyzing where you are and then being able to say, okay, what am I willing to do to get to that next point? Like, what do I want to do and what am I willing to do? Because those are two separate things. Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with my mom the other day. She's like, so many people set goals, but it takes a different person to achieve those goals. Um, and it just made me think about that, where what are you willing to do for the things that you said you're willing to do? Or, you know, it, they can go into money, it can go into goals, it can go into personal relationships. What are you willing to do to get to that next step? Right? Because yeah. we all go through different things in our lives where you have these certain parameters of what you're trying to do. But if something derails that, what are you willing to do to make it happen or to continue happening or to continue to fix it? Like what are the things you're willing to do? Yeah. Because you answer that question and nothing is going to stop you from achieving what you're trying to achieve. Like 
that's going to be a tough guy to that's a tough guy to go against yeah well it, it comes back down to the reality of the fact right i mean exactly what you're saying you know some people say they want to be their own boss they want to make bank they want to have this kind of success but they ain't willing to to be that person they got to be the commitment to it the level of dedication because if it was just, well, I'll set my mind to it and then I'm going to have it and I expect it to come. Like, yeah, that's part of it, man. But that that is just a piece of the pie. And if that's all you think about, like you're going to make your life a lot more difficult. You're about to get a, you're about to get a real good lesson in ass whooping. That's the truth. That's the truth. a real good lesson. And I, and I got those lessons, right? Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough. I was taught some really good money lessons from my father. Um, you know, just how he was organized and how he tracked everything. And, you know, and then a lot of lessons I picked up from people I respect. And then also a lot of them were learned a really hard way. Scared, broke, misspent money, all those things. But, you know, you better be learning something from it. That's true. That's that's damn true. Yeah. Because the person who doesn't learn anything about the things that they're trying to get to mm-hmm. it's not a person that you actually want to be around. And, and it's so to... weird. It's so unique that it's something we all depend on. It's a tool that all of us need. Then we label it as evil. Society labels it as greed, maybe. But they all want it. And then but it's taboo to talk about it yep. and everybody needs it. Well, thank God oxygen hasn't become a taboo conversation. Cause a lot of you some bitches suffocate out there, <laughs> you know, like, but, so there's, there's two things that I want to tie to that. The first is the people who don't have a lot of money. Don't want to talk about their money. The folks who have achieved a certain level of success, they then are okay with talking about that money, right? I can ask any one of my friends, any one of my people that I surround myself with, I can have a conversation about money and then there, there, there will be a full conversation about it, whatever we want to go into, right? There's folks that, that, that I've had conversations with where they've actually pulled up their bank account. Because of the conversation that we were in, and I got to see it, I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> we're on, we're on twelve different levels here. Like we mm. we are not on the same level." And that was the conversation that that has changed my mindset of like, bank accounts can actually look like that, right? Not just not just seven zeros, like mm. you get what I'm saying. So th- those conversations that, that 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 you're able to have creates a whole new thought process of what's obtainable through hard yeah. work consistency. Yeah. And so that's, that, that to me is, is those are the people you want to be around. The people mm-hmm. that are okay with having conversations about money and where you need to be. Well, you know what? One money, money conversation is totally accepted by all. Yeah. So I say, you want to do something you're like, oh, I'm broke. That's a, that's a I'm broke. That's that one's completely acceptable. That's a completely acceptable conversation to have. But 
tell just in general, man, I can't believe it. I'm so humbled. I just had the best year of my life and I made X amount of dollars and I just paid off my house 15 years early or some shit like that. Right. Went and paid cash for that brand new car to being conservative, saving my money, working on the the people, people don't want to hear that. Most don't. Most don't. Most don't. You tell me something like that. And any one of my people around me, you say something along those lines, dude, we will freaking, uh, you're going to get a high five. You're going to get, bro, that is so fucked up. Yeah. And there's, there's a certain level of, of, uh, you know what, back up. There's something I want to talk about with that. Again, at, at, at lunch yesterday with my mom. And she says, you know, we, we went to Outback. And she's like, gosh, everything here is so expensive. I was like, what? Mom, we're at Outback. This is not... It's not an expensive place. And the conversation led into, you know, $30 for a steak. And I said, Mom, if I gave you $40 right now, would it change anything? For you, your future, would it change anything? And she said, no. I said, would it fix any of your problems? No. I said, then how is that expensive? Like, how, how is that something that is going to, if it's not going to change your life in any form or any manner, how is that considered expensive? She's like, well, you know, $30 for a meal. I was like, Mom, I'm having lunch with my mom. Hang on, bro, my alarm just went off. All right, we're back, guys. We had to take a quick intermission. Addison thought somebody was breaking into his house. His alarm was going off. It's all good. It's all good. Just a little miss key here. All good. So um, we were talking $40 about $40 wouldn't change your mom's life. Right. And, and so that's the way that I think that you should look at things when, when, when you're having that conversation about money or, or, or you're going to purchase an item or, or you're going to the grocery store and, and the hot sauce is $10 that you want. I, Understand that there should be a budget in place. There should be certain things in place, right? But at that level of understanding that there's things that are expensive in life, but there's also things that that if you start continuously thinking about things being expensive that are actually not, like a a fifty dollar lunch with my mom is not expensive because I just got to spend lunch with my mom. And whatever whatever that bill was, doesn't matter. So that's that's the reason for what what I'm trying to say is, if if it if it comes down to it, and you're looking at things as being expensive or not not expensive, you've got to change the way that you look at the at, at the dollar, right? It's not anything that is. It, it's it's not even an it's it's made up. Like the government made it up to get a piece of. Well, well I, I I agree completely. My thought on that is, well, if you look at it, if you're always seeing the value going out, are you looking at the value of how it comes in? Right. Like, how do you create more that comes in? How do you create efficiencies in how it comes in? How And more in coming in is two different ways. It's just a sheer number of more, 
or it's less time for the same number. That's right. That's right. So like there's two sides to that coin you have to pay attention to. I very much believe in budgets. I also believe in what's worth it for me because how I'll go get it back. Right. That's right. That lunch with mom is, is what recharges you. What makes you feel good? It takes you out for a minute, right? Like there's more to life than just earning the money, right? You know, so. And what is, uh, what is the one line that you can change the most of? The outcome or the income? Which one can you change the most of? Yeah. I, I would absolutely believe the income. The income. The income. You can only cut budget so far. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a business or your personal, you can only cut budget so far. At some yeah, level, I mean, there's, have, a, there's, a, there's a floor to it, right? The floor is zero. Right. right. There's, no, there's no ceiling. There is no ceiling. That's, that's the point. And it's, it's all about, you can always increase sales. You can always increase the amount of output you have. Right? And you can always increase what you're doing to make more money, which goes back to the old uh, analogy of teach a man to fish and he'll fish for a lifetime. Right? Mm-hmm. He'll eat forever, right? You give a man a fish and he'll eat that fish and go, yeah. right? So the, the thought process is if you know how to create money, product, service, money, transaction, right? You know how to create that, you'll never be broke. Yeah. The day that you're given a dollar, how are you going to change that dollar? Right? If you don't know how to make a dollar, then you know, you're just out of luck. The day that you know how to take a dollar and then spend a dollar and then get two back is the day that you understand how to work money. Yeah, for sure. I, w- I will give one tip. If you're not doing this, it seems elementary, but hey, man. The elementary things are the foundation things. Simplicity. If you need to treat your savings like a bill, you need to have, if you just spend everything you have and keep nothing, nothing, you're broke by every paycheck. Like, (laughs) I'm telling you, there's no way to live. You may say, well, I don't have enough money to do that. Look, if you won't save when you're broke, you will never save when you have money. You'll only do it when it's convenient. Yeah. I don't care if it's 20 bucks a month, stick in the savings account. Because guess what? Then you'll do every, you'll do $20. And then when it's a, it's something good, you got some extra, you got some fluff, you'll always think about that savings account. You always think about sitting a little bit back. The month to month is not what usually screws most people. What screws most people is, when something goes wrong and if nothing's went wrong lately guess what it's coming for you it's gonna happen something's gonna break something's gonna tear up something's gonna screw up and then how you're just squeezing by every month is gonna get fucked because you got that expense now and you're just making the minimum on that credit card that's already maxed out right so you're just still making them then you gotta go try to figure out how to get money somewhere else and then you got more leverage on you be smart Set a little bit back. And so when something breaks, because it is, it's not just going to sit there and go to a wait, go to waste. Something's going to break. Something's going to take, something's going to cost you extra money outside of your normal budget. Have that sitting there to cover that. 
That's it, man. Start there. If you do nothing else, start there. Or you can live like me and just get enough insurance to cover the bill just in case anything goes very, very wrong. Yeah, you can. Don't forget about that deductible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but no, seriously, guys, take that, take that for what it is. Seriously, because at the end of the day, the you saving is is important for your future. Like, yeah, everybody says save for a rainy day. Make sure you got enough to cover that rainy day in the next month. Yep. With that being said, uh, we appreciate you guys. We hope that you got some value out of this. And uh, don't forget to go check out our folks over at Origin USA as well as JockoFuel.com. At checkout, put in code GRIND10, G-R-I-N-D-1-0. And James, anything else you need to say, pal? Uh, only one thing. Grind her out. <laughs> <laughs>